friends, we're so glad that you're with us. And I'm Coach Mickey, and you are with Coach Mickey and Mel. And we are so glad that you're with us. And if this is your first time joining us, come on in, make yourself comfortable. And for those of you that join us on a regular basis, we are so glad that you do. And I am really excited and honestly a little nervous because this, these things that we're going to talk about, not only on this podcast, but on some upcoming ones over the next two weeks, since we're coming up on Halloween, are going to be either scary, spooky, or weird. And I get a little buggy sometimes, Mel, when we talk about stuff like this. But um, this this is kind of your forte because you like all this scary <laughs> oh, stuff, don't you? Oh, yes, I do. I mean, I, I kind of grew up with some of it. And then as I've gotten older, I've had things happen that are unexplainable. So I'm always, always watching it on television, all the ghost hunting shows and trying to learn about it a little more. So, yeah. Well, I tell you what was interesting when you and I were talking and you were telling me stories just from your family mm-hmm. and and what you had transpire growing up, you know, especially I think back east there's a lot more uh history and mm-hmm. a lot of more you know a lot more things that have transpired and happened. Like I went to Savannah and did like one of those oh, ghost tours gosh, yeah. and I'll tell you what I was creeped out by some <laughs> of it and and you know when they you know they're telling you different things that have happened and they've had those people come in that uh you know do the the ghost tracking and they've been in there it's creepy i mean there's some yeah. there's things that just kind of like make your make the hair stand up but i thought in light of halloween this would be the perfect time for us to share ghost stories yes <laughs> probably have more than we can talk about on this podcast but i'll i'll be able to convey a couple of stories or incidences <laughs> that happened to me How about yeah. you mickey you had any yeah. experiences yeah, you know, I've I've had I've had weird things that um that well first of all my dad told me about, but I only had like one weird thing happen in the house um while I was there. Mm-hmm. And and it was just, you know, it was just odd. So uh my dad and his wife were married for about 35 years and um they took very good care of also her mother and you know they were kind of close. Well when her when his wife's mother died, strange things started happening in their house. And my, my dad's in upstate New York and it was a new house. So it wasn't like he moved into an old house. I mean he built that place mm. um when you know we were kids, you know, I'm, I was seven years, you know, I was seven years old when my mm-hmm. my mother met my dad, and um, you know, so he built that house. So it wasn't like we moved into something old and scary and mm-hmm. or spooky. I said or with the history, I guess. And he had told me he said, yeah, it was really weird. I don't like going upstairs because he built like a uh, an attic area and he said it's so weird because he had a coat rack and he had you know it's attached to the walls so it's not like a freestanding coat rack so it's one of those where the holders of the pole are like screwed into the wall and then you have to set the pole up in you know inside those holders you know it's kind of a wooden dowel and then he had like all the winter coats and stuff and he said sometimes he'll go up there and all the clothes are on the floor. 
<gasps> and, and, and the pole. And I'm like, he said, there's oh. no way, you know, that it could be a wind or anything else. He said, it has to be something pushing it up and throwing it on the floor. Oh. And that was, you know, so that was like, oh, I don't. So he oh. told me that. Well, unfortunately, his his wife passed away about four years ago. And, and I loved her. She was a great person. Um, Funny. Oh, my gosh, Mel. She was hilarious. And, <laughs> and her and my, you know, I could only wish that I could be married for 37 years and still be that happy. I mean, oh, they, yeah. they were truly, truly in love. I mean, they were, they were great together, but we were, I came in one night or I, I was up there visiting my dad and we came in and my dad said, why'd you leave the uh, door to the clock open and, and change the time? I'm like, dad, I can't oh. even reach it. <laughs> I'm like, what? do that. <laughs> he said, well, that's weird. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, oh. so, and this weird stuff, like sometimes I'll be talking to him and all of a sudden, um, a music box that used to be, her, you know, uh, hers was, you know, in the living room. Oh. And he said, all of a sudden it'll start playing. Oh my God. And, yeah. And I just, you know, it's a little <laughs> stuff like that. And he says, Oh, you know, I said, Oh, that's just her saying hi. And, um, but yeah, that's, that's probably, the, the, you know, I've, I've had more experiences, I guess, angelic, you know, experiences. And that's another, another time, another podcast I'll share yeah. with you guys. But that's probably the creepy things Ooh. that I can think of that, that I, I know of offhand for myself, but that's you've got creepy. an abundance. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually do. And, you know, I was trying to think of some of my scariest ones. And um, as I mentioned, my I, the, the house that my, I grew up in, my parents got it, I think, uh, when she was pregnant with me. So she, they moved in. And so I was born, I'm pretty much born and raised in that house. And we knew all the little nuances of it. But it, my mom could tell a few more stories about a few things that happened to her, like the shadow over her bed. Now, that is absolutely frightening when she tells it. So I'm going to leave that for her. But uh the experiences that I remember specifically, like when I was a kid, um, there was a particular instance. Um, I was in this one room and I used to sleep. It's something about the sounds at night. They, it would scare me. So I had my nightlight on so that I could see in my room. I think I might've been, oh, I'm going to say like eight or nine or something, something like that. I was really young. And I had this big you know, like kid sized bunny rabbit. He was huge. He was like four foot tall. He was, <laughs> he, he would sleep in the bed with me because I just felt more comfortable with him, but I would sleep with him on, over my ears. And I, I don't know why, but I did figure it out. I remember waking up one night and just something just woke me up. And I remember looking towards the corner of my room and I remember the bunny on my head, right? So this light suddenly blinked on so bright in the corner of my room. There's nothing in the corner of my room. And it scared me so bad. I remember I just clutched that bunny. I squeezed my eyes and I was just like, go away, go away, go away. You know, it's just something inside me just kept saying, go away. I remember the next morning I started thinking, oh, it's just my brother. They were trying to trick me and stuff. And so I was just yelling at them and everything, but they swear up and down. They never did it. But just little scary incidents as we grew older. But there was one specific time. There were about six or seven of us. So there was like my mom, my two brothers, a couple of neighborhood kids, my 
I was in high school at the time, so it was my boyfriend at the time. So all of us were in our basement downstairs watching television and was doing homework. And usually my dad was a truck driver. So sometimes when he came in, we didn't really know exactly times. You you could usually hear him because he always wore cowboy boots. So we were all downstairs and we heard we heard us we heard a door shut and then we heard boots walking and you could hear it all the way through the house come down the hallway and then it turned to the little hallway that led down to the basement where we were at and then we heard it keep going oh oh dad's home we all we all heard it dad's home so we heard it go to the entry of my parents bedroom and the basement was underneath their bedroom so we listened and we waited and we never heard any more steps past that point and i remember we were looking at one like yeah oh there something's not right here so the guys all grabbed something i think one had a ball bat one had the the poker and from the stove my mom was hiding behind the the guys i think she was hiding behind my boyfriend and they were literally going up that steps thinking someone had broken into the house oh wow and so we went up the steps looked that one went one way one went another no sign of anyone ever being there. The back door even had the latch on it. The chain security. So we just all stopped and we looked at one another and you just, you did, you just, you could tell that everybody at the same moment got cold chills. And it's just like, Oh, back downstairs we go. Because for some reason these experiences never happened in the newer part of the house. It only happened in the older part of the house. So if you ever felt scared, you just went to my mom's bedroom or you went downstairs to the basement and, you know, um, that's where you have found a little bit of a sanctuary, but that, (laughs) that there was another more frightening time there. But um, like I said, there's so many, it's hard to choose just one or two. My brother, um, he's not much of a talker, but he had a few experiences that he literally fled the house because he, really? he would be there alone and he would hear a TV come on in one of the bedrooms and he's, you know, no one's home. And this is pre remote control days. Like when you had to physically go up and turn the knob, he would hear the TV come on. It was just loud. Like someone had just put it on the highest volume. It scared him. He left. And he didn't come back home to other people were home. And I could understand that because there have been a few times when I've heard something that's, it was just absolutely terrifying. Like I was brushing my teeth, going to bed and my mom loved having chimes up in the house. I don't think she had any more after this, but it's like somebody had grabbed the, the long part and then just violently shook it as hard as it, as it could against all the, the chimes. I threw my toothbrush, I took off running and I literally jumped or leapt through from one point to another through my mom's bedroom door and I hit the floor. I could not breathe. She, I mean, tears were just coming out of my eyes. I was so terrified. And she's like, what, what? I, t- I was trying to tell her what happened. And we go back in there. The ch- chimes weren't moving. Nothing was happening. 
It was n- n- like nothing happened. Oh, that's weird. Oh my God. To this day, I mean, it makes my heart hurt to even think about it because I remember that night I actually slept in her bedroom. <laughs> I was not going to sleep in there. I mean, I was, that was a very uh, frightening time because I never really did feel that, you know, that anything was threatening. Um, but unless they did stuff to intentionally knowing that it scared you, that's when I always got a little nervous, but actually there came a time when it, a lot of it slowed down because my mom and dad quit, you know, renovating the house. <laughs> so when they, when they had no more to renovate, I guess the entity didn't, or little ghosty or whatever, didn't have anything more to be mad about. So <laughs> I don't think she's had experiences there in a long, long time. <laughs> So, so you had a ghost that didn't uh, accept a different color paint or carpet, right? <laughs> no, he didn't like. My mom always would tell me. She said she's. I don't know if it's an urban legend or what. But she said that the guy who had built all those homes, they were all kind of like little um, little uh, meal houses, I would say, or little ranch houses. And she had said that I guess he had loved that little house, that little neighborhood, and everything, and. Um, something had happened and he'd end up hanging himself. And I said, well, not in the house. Right. You know, it's like, no, one here, but that, you know, he loved the house so much. And I thought, Oh my goodness, no, don't, don't come here and haunt no more <laughs> because I'm, yeah, I'm over it. But um, yeah, that's uh, that was probably the more ex- scariest experiences that happened in our house. But I had one even more recent than that. Oh, yeah. You were telling me about this. This is when you went up north. Yes. Yeah. Um, I remember. I remember you calling me. This oh, is crazy. Yeah. You uh, got to share this story. Oh, this is crazy. Yeah. This this one, this one's fairly relatively new. It maybe happened about a year and a half ago or something like that. Um, we had a, a family member to pass. And so after a few months, it come time to to, you know, start going through things and we had decided to do an estate sale and I was kind of, kind of put in charge of it. So we hired an estate sale company, but I'd already kind of started setting up the house and, and putting things out so that uh, it'll be ready for it. Well, I was staying there until the day of the estate sale and it was me and my two dogs. Um, and my sister-in-law was going to come down. She's going to come down and get me. And then I was going to go stay with her. So we were, we were there and everyone had left for the day and we were waiting for my sister-in-law to come. We were sitting in the living room and like I said, everything was kind of set up. There were tables and places and we had shelves on the wall and all these glass and knickknacks and statues. And I had been feeling kind of a little, I don't know, I should say uneasy because of I would hear things, you know, and I, I would tell them, say, well, you know, we're going to have to have a, a talk and just let it <laughs> with something, whatever's happening in this house. We're going to let them talk. It's okay. You know, we're being respectful here. So we, I was sitting there waiting and I was in a part of the house that had a back to back living room. So I was in a living room that's on the back part of the house and on the other side of that wall, it wasn't like a little den and it was a front part. It was about, I can tell you, it was about 5, 5.30 in the afternoon because it's still broad daylight. I suddenly heard, it sounded like glass exploding, like shelves 
like all those shelves that had been up there and had all of these statues. It just sounded like it had fall. Those had fallen and they had fallen on the table underneath and shattered all that stuff. It was like an explosion. It was so intense. I literally leapt off the sofa and my dogs took off barking like nobody's just, I mean, just so loud and so frightened. They took off towards the front of the house. So I remember look when I was standing there thinking what happened. I saw them round the corner going into the entryway towards the front, front room. My first thought was literally, oh gosh, the shelves fail. Oh, I just, I, that was really literally when I calmed down enough, I thought the shelves had fallen and all of that stuff was just destroyed. That was my first thought. Mm-hmm. I walked around and I saw the dogs in in the front room and I looked, Mickey, I swear there was nothing disturbed. Wow. Everything was in place. So I stopped them up. Okay. Well, maybe it wasn't this room. So I went and I checked the garage because they had tables set up out there. Nope. Nothing. Then I'm starting to get a little nervous because I know it was right there. It couldn't have been you know, anywhere else, but there. So I just kept trying. And I went back through the kitchen. I went back through the living room where I was sitting. I even went down the hallways into all of the bedrooms. Nothing. I mean, nothing was disturbed. I literally panicked. And so I called my husband. I was like, Oh my gosh, explain to him what happened. He said, Oh God, you better go outside and check your car. Maybe, maybe somebody outside hit it. But, oh, I didn't even think of that. So I opened the door and looked out. No, it was not. Oh, that's so weird. I, I was so unnerved. I literally took my dogs and I went out the front door and I sat out there in the yard. I, I, I just could not bring myself to go back in there. I mean, it, that one literally frightened me because I've, I've heard things, you know, in my experiences, but never to the point that. It was that loud. It was absolutely frightening. And it had, you know, it's kind of like when I do go back up there now, I'm still a little, mm, I'm a little scared at night. I I really am. I have to admit that I have to leave things on um, because I don't want to hear noises that that's my thing. So uh, I, I don't even know what to say of that. I've never, I don't even know how to explain it. You know, some things I could explain and always try and debunk something but i know and with my dogs if my dogs had not reacted then i would have thought you know oh you know you need to get some sleep (laughs) you need to drink (laughs) you need to to go on vacation but i it's just it was so bad and weird because my dog when he freaks out like that he never gets that upset unless it's literally um like the UPS man or something at the door and ringing the doorbell, you know, but um, he was, he was pretty scared. And I have seen him sit there and like, look off down the hallway. <laughs> that scares Ew. me more than anything. I know. <gasps> I know. That's, oh. that's, just, that's um, unsettling when they, when they do that, like when they just stare at a wall or yes. they're growling and there's nothing there. And I'm like, yes. what are you growling at? Mm-hmm. No, I've, I'm, I'm with you though. When you said you leave a light on and you have music, mm-hmm. even at my dad's house, I leave, I leave, I feel like a little kid. I feel like I'm yeah. six again. Mm-hmm. I have to have the light on and I'm playing uh-huh. jazz music on my phone because I don't want to hear mm-hmm. anything. Oh, that's right. 
am. Yes, that's right. Um, I literally, I have to, even, even alone in the house that we live in now, um, there's been a couple of things here, nothing that's uh, absolutely terrifying. Um, but some people have had some experiences here. I just think maybe, I think just maybe we're just a little more in attuned to uh, the, maybe the kind of paranormal. My, it seems like a lot of my family members have had some experience, um, you know, either, you know, living in, in, a, in a house that's had some odd things going on or a house with history because yes, um, hundreds of year old houses back there. So there's a lot of personalities, you know, in those walls and lots of memories. And, you know, I, I think that, um, yeah, I, I just think I'd, I'd love to write a book about my family because there is a lot of good stories <laughs> waiting to be told. I'm telling you. So well, I, had my I'm glad that you mentioned that because we're going to wrap it up with that. And yeah. I know you, uh, you have actually reached out to quite a few of your family mm -hmm. members to see if they would come on and share some mm -hmm. of their stories over the next week or two. Yeah, we're actually, um, I hope everybody stays with us because we're actually going to have a special guest coming up on a, another podcast. And he is, um, he's not only a writer, he, he also is an artist and he has, he has some great projects coming up, but currently he's actually doing some online ghost stories live with people. So it's going to be really special talking to him and have him relate some of the tales that um, he has, some very spooky ones. And uh, yeah, just stay tuned. We, we still got some spooky stories coming. Oh, that's going to be so yeah. much fun. I'm excited. <laughs> so friends, I hope you enjoyed this. And I'm sure you guys have got some scary stuff or, you know, it seems like everybody you talk to has got yeah. some kind of weird story or something that's happened or they could share something that's unexplained. Yeah. And, and I think at this this time of uh, the season, it's it's kind of fun to be able to, to bring it together again. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's a little, it gives me the heebie-jeebie sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's all part of the season right <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly so uh so yeah so we are going to have that coming up uh probably within the next week or so right yeah. now You're, that's right yeah so hopefully soon so stay tuned everybody yeah yeah so okay friends we are so glad that you joined us and uh we have got more spooky scary and weird coming up in the next couple of weeks actually you know actually the next two weeks we'll have a couple extra extra podcasts in there mm -hmm. to share some stories and things with you guys and um until then please keep your comments your questions and suggestions and uh post your stories yes. you want to hear some of the crazy things that have happened to yeah. you and uh maybe we can share some of your yes. stories just a quick tidbit on some of our upcoming podcasts even if it's just a quick little thing and uh, we would love to hear from you guys and and uh, we share your story we'll go ahead and send you a a five dollar starbucks card to go get your pumpkin latte since we're Yay. in the season <laughs> yeah please share yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, you guys, we are just ordinary gals trying to live an extraordinary life. We will see you within the next couple of weeks. All right, love you. Bye. Right, bye, y'all. This episode was brought to you by KeepOnSharing.com. They're calling themselves the first truly ethical social network. They'll share back 50% of their revenue with their users, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. 
It's free to register, and they never sell your information. You can list your products, events, and content for free. Adult content accounts, be gone. They're fun, positive, and encouraging sites supporting local business. In a day and age where social media sites, even well-established ones, are being brought to light left and right for their questionable and sometimes downright archaic business practices, KeepOnSharing.com is a well-needed breath of fresh air. While you can share personal content, news articles, or just about anything for fun and profit, the marketplace allows practically anyone to sell anything at any time from anywhere. But on this site, you are the boss. I cannot express how amazing it is that KeepOnSharing.com shares 50% of all revenue back with the users on top of having a truly transparent, supportive, and clean business model. Check them out. I'm signing up. Will you? Go ahead and meet me on there. Just go to keeponsharing.com. A link will be provided in this episode's description. 